Hey, it's Patricia Murphy. On Seattle Now, we work to bring you news and perspectives that help you understand this place. The news can be a lot, but each day our show helps you feel connected to Seattle in all its weirdness and complexity. We do it in about 15 minutes. But this high-quality local coverage only happens when you support it. So give what you can and support Seattle now. Just check out the link in the show notes to donate. And thanks. Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle Now. It's time for Seattle Restaurant Week. The culinary festival runs from now until early November. Restaurants are facing a lot of issues. Food prices have increased and fewer people are eating out. This year, Seattle's eateries are hoping to reverse that trend. Seattle Times food writer Jackie Variano is here to give us a rundown of what to expect for Restaurant Week. But first, let's get you caught up. An off-duty pilot is due in court today to answer charges he tried to shut down the engine of a Horizon Air flight traveling from Everett to San Francisco Sunday. All the passengers are safe. Horizon is a regional subsidiary of Alaska Airlines. In a statement, it said the man was in the jump seat, the extra seat by the cockpit, when he attempted to interrupt the flight. The statement went on to praise the quick actions of the captain and first officer. The plane made an emergency landing in Portland. Police charged Joseph Emerson with more than 80 counts of attempted murder, more than 80 counts of reckless endangerment, and one count of endangering an aircraft. It's virus season. Public Health Seattle King County says the number of COVID-19 outbreaks in long-term care facilities rose significantly heading into the fall. Officials say over the summer, they received an average of seven reported outbreaks a week in settings like nursing homes. Since August, that number has almost doubled to 12. Health officials say staying up to date with vaccines is one of the best ways to protect people at high risk of severe outcomes from COVID. And keep your eyes on the mountain passes. The first snow of the season is expected to fall. We could get up to 15 inches in the Cascades, up to 11 in the Olympics, according to the National Weather Service. Heavy snow in the passes as well, just enough to make travel more complicated, so take your time. Closer to home, it'll be rainy and much colder. Overnight lows in the mid-30s, below 50 during the day. We are in serious fall now. Seattle Restaurant Week started in 2010 with a group of restaurant owners trying to boost business during the slow months in the fall and spring. Customers paid as much as $35 for a three-course meal. But a lot has changed since 2010, and this year might cost you between $20 and as much as $60. For consumers, the high end could feel pricey. And the truth is, it's getting harder and harder to find a good deal. That includes restaurant owners who say the busy days that come with Seattle Restaurant Week help their most pressing issue. Rising costs, rising labor, rising cost. It's really challenging all restaurants. That's Chris Svetkovich. He's the co-owner of New on Capitol Hill, which has participated in Restaurant Week since 2020. For Chris, it's a way to try out new menu items, but also bring in fresh customers. You are introducing yourself to new customers who maybe not haven't heard about you before. And because not every restaurant in Seattle participates in there, it kind of pairs down the, the beginning list to start with. This year, eateries like pop-ups and food trucks are participating as well. Mount Joy is a popular Capitol Hill food truck that's in the process of opening a brick-and-mortar restaurant. But while they're still in the truck, CEO Robbie Cape says they're making the most of the extra exposure. 
being a part of the restaurant community, locking arms with with all of the other restaurants in Seattle and participating in something together is very, very meaningful to us. Eating local was a huge draw during the pandemic, but everything feels more expensive now. And for a lot of people, that means less money for eating out. Seattle's restaurants are hoping to seize this moment to remind people of the importance of supporting businesses in the neighborhoods. Seattle Times food writer Jackie Mariano is here to talk about it. Jackie, really glad you're here. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you too. So Seattle Restaurant Week, man, lots of great food. It's the fourth time this has happened in the fall since the start of the pandemic. So let's start there. How are restaurants doing with their recovery right now? Well, I think one good thing that we can say is that there are over 200 restaurants participating this year, which seems like a huge jump up from last year. Last year, it just felt like maybe they weren't ready to offer these deals and do a huge undertaking like Seattle Restaurant Week. And now I feel like people are excited. They're engaged. They really want to get those busy dining rooms back and like get people excited to eat out. you know, before the holiday season starts. Yeah, it is not for the faint of heart as a restaurant owner to (laughs) participate in Seattle Restaurant Week. And we can talk about that a little later. But first, how are events like this helpful to keeping the doors open? Well, I think it's just a good way to get people to remember that you're there. Like maybe Mm. they kind of forgot. There are so many restaurants. I mean, last week we just ran an article about 27 new restaurants open since August. And so if you have been around for a while, maybe people have forgotten you or they've found a new favorite restaurant. So I think it's a way to just get people to remember that there are so many options out there. Yeah, a lot of churn with restaurants in the city. Yeah, there's always something new and always something exciting, but there are a lot of places that we've loved forever as well that we shouldn't forget about. Yeah. How have restaurant owners been talking with you about how they're feeling about this time of year right now? Well, I did get an email from one of the owners of New, which was one of the restaurants we included in our article. And she had just said thank you for including them because it's felt like a very weird year, she said. Mm -hmm. And so they're hoping that being in the article and being a part of Restaurant Week was going to bring some business in. Because I think it does feel still unpredictable. You know, the pandemic doesn't fully feel gone. The staffing issues don't fully feel like they're going away. And, you know, with inflation and everything, everything still feels like a wild card some days. The city has such fantastic food options, but also some undeniably pretty expensive ones. How does Restaurant Week make good food more accessible to people? That's such a good question because everything does feel expensive these days, right? Yeah. But if you think, you know, $35 for a three-course meal and you look at what they're offering, you know, an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert, 35 bucks does feel like a good value these days in a way that maybe it didn't feel like a couple years ago just because I think everything feels more expensive. It's hard to get a large pizza for less than $40, you know, a place like El Gaucho that is known for very high prices, known for really incredible service, $50, that's a value. But a regular mom and pop shop neighborhood place, 35 bucks, I think that's a deal these days. And it doesn't, it sounds weird to say $35 is a deal for a three course menu, but that's 
just the way it seems to be going. That's absolutely the reality we're living in, Jackie. And, you know, you can't even get fast food for under $30 for a few people these days. So 35 bucks for yeah. a meal that is above fast food grade, you can strategize those price points as a family. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think when you're talking a full service restaurant too, a counter serve place for $35 might seem like a deal, but a full table experience with a server, a nice wine list, you know, that's just kind of how it seems to be going. And that feels all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we've been talking about with the costs of food rising, it seems like the mission of Restaurant Week has shifted just a little bit. You know, it used to be more for the average person to get a good deal on fancy food. Should customers expect something different? Should you strategize a little bit more during Restaurant Week? Oh, yeah. I mean, the strategy, I think if you're looking for deals, that's one way to go. I think a really cool thing about this year is that there are pop-ups involved. There's food trucks involved. So Seattle Restaurant Week feels more like an opportunity to try something new that you've mm. never thought about before and have the access to kind of something that might be a little quirkier, a little out of your regular neighborhood, out of your regular routine. I think this year's Seattle Restaurant Week very much feels like let's explore the best of what Seattle has to offer rather than let's get the best deal. Does including these smaller places give a better idea of what Seattle's food scene is like, I wonder, because it's certainly much more diverse this year in terms of options. Oh, I think so. Because I think the pandemic changed so much. It opened the doors for people to do little pop-ups mm -hmm. um, and maybe not have a full restaurant. I see there are some like Gold Coast Gall that was a pop-up that is turning into a full restaurant. That's an option for Seattle Restaurant Week, which I don't think we would have seen before. It felt very much like you had to be an established restaurant to do it. And now it seems like there's a lot of opportunity for much smaller places to get involved. That's kind of cool. It freed people's model of what it means to eat out up just a little bit more, it seems. Oh, yeah. And what it means to participate in a huge event like this, because it's not a small undertaking. you got to have staff. You have to have the menu. You have to be ready to be super busy. So that also feels really cool to give people yeah. chances, opportunities. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I've been getting back out to restaurants a bit, and it seems like other people are as well, maybe not pre-pandemic levels like we've been talking about. But what if someone is new to dining for restaurant week? What should they expect when it comes to energy inside restaurants? Because I got to admit, when I go out to eat, I'm aiming for the fewest people possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, me and my friends like to go at what we call grandma time, which is yeah. five o'clock. Yeah. I'll see you, Jackie. <laughs> yes, I, love, I love grandma time. You go early and then you're back at your house by 730. I think you just have to practice good restaurant etiquette. Make a reservation, be ready for things to maybe take a while if it's going to be busy, be a good patron, um, try to plan ahead. And also, you can't always do that. So you might show up at 730 and you might wait a little while, but that's also what going out to dinner is all about, right? You might have to have a little cocktail. You might have to go to a place next door and wait. And it's just yeah. what what we remember loving about restaurants, right? Unpredictability, hanging out with your friends, having a little extra time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what it might be like for a customer. What about the staff inside? There have been some significant staffing issues at the city's restaurants. How might Restaurant Week impact their jobs? Well, I think they're going to have to 
be prepared for all those people that can't plan ahead, right? There might be mm -hmm. some long waits that might be a little hectic, but I think that's also kind of what they're hoping for in a way, you know, I think everybody wants to be busy again and mm. know that they're going to do the best they can with the staff they have available. Before I let you go, Jackie, you and your colleagues at the Times put together a list of recommendations for people to try out. I want to hear about a few of your favorites. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the two that I gave were Reckless Noodle and New, which both of them are great, funky little spots that I love. And then also, I saw that Gracie's Pies, which is this little pie pop-up, is doing a three mini pie deal Ooh. that looks awesome. If anybody, you know, there's sweet and savory pies. And then I think Baka Bok, which is a fried chicken place, is doing kind of maybe a 15% off deal or something that, you know, I'm a sucker for fried chicken anytime. I'm a sucker for Bok Bok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Variano is a food writer for the Seattle Times. Really appreciate you taking the time, Jackie. Maybe I'll see you out there at Restaurant Week. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, Trish. Thank you for listening to Seattle Now. The show is only possible with your support. So click that link in the show notes to make it happen. And thanks. Today's episode was produced by Vaughn Jones. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, Matt Martin, and Lucy Suchek. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.